Salutations, friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. My name is Kate, and this is my mom, Sheila. And we are just so excited that you're with us today. And I wanted to share a quote from Teddy Roosevelt. I am part of everything that I have read. What have you been reading? We'll share with you what we've been reading and what's at the top of our book stack. And welcome to the Recap Book Chat. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are going to be recapping the best-selling book in the world, which is... The Bible, and the author is God, which um, is actually 66 books. So when we say recap, um, this is... And we're going to kind of say hats off to Tara Lee Cobble for her Bible recap book. Uh, which we did together this past year in 2022. And it really brought us closer together and uh, kind of fine-tuned our reading too. Yes. So we're going to be um, kind of describing what that was like to use their, because um, it's chron- it's the chronological guide of the Bible, but she also does a little recap at the end of each reading. And she has a podcast or you have the book version. And um, I did the podcast last year mostly, and you did the book version, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. I have the book version this year, so I so it's different, but it's cool that we can talk about that. And I have a quote from her, and it's uh, self focus is like fertilizer on fear, mm. and that was a quote from her, and I'm I'm like um, I loved it. Yes, and I mean no matter where you are on your journey this would be a good um good you and like my my friend jana she doesn't read it five she reads five days a week not seven so she her year is still going on uh, so you know you can kind of do your own thing with it but oh, totally you, know. you can you can custom there's a lot of different ways to do it um if you go to if you do want to do it it's the biblerecap.com and they they kind of explain everything there's different options you can do it's all free for the most part, unless you buy the, if you purchase the book. But you can listen to the podcasts on um, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google, all those. Uh, that, or you can print out the version of the plan if you yes. just want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very uh, flexible. It's very flexible. And then I also, what I did uh, last year as well was on the uh, the Bible app. I I followed along with the Bible app, I really liked keeping track that way. And one of my favorite things too, was that on the Bible app, they had a thing where before each, it was almost a prayer of these five things, basically saying, um, help me learn something new, help me be open, you know, all these different things that really kind of set your focus on what you're about to read. So I, I like that intentionality of that on my phone when I had my phone. And then I, sometimes I had a a version. What version of the Bible did you go through it last year? One uh, ESV, which is English Standard Version. Okay, and, and I, I think that's a very accurate, pretty good. Uh, and I do, I do recommend reading different versions, though. But I do, I always like to read a transliteration. You don't want to read a commentary. You really want to read a version. 
I do have the rest of the J.R.R. Tolkien quote. Last year, I always said, little by little, one travels far. The second half of that says, do not spoil wonder with haste. And mm. the Bible's a book of wonder. So as you, and it's, it's one book that when you read it one time, uh, you, you think you've got it, you read it again. And like uh, last year, Psalm 37, eight just jumped out at me and my whole class actually. And that kind of became our uh, scripture that we went to all the time. And it's fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. So don't concentrate on yourself all the time. And in a society where what is everybody concentrating on themselves all the time? Yes. You know, Tara Lee, at the beginning of the, the recap book, she, I, I circled that. She said, uh, all good relationships require patience and they develop over time. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's what, when you're developing like it, a, habit. A, relation, a habit, a relationship, anything like that. And that's what this is. She was talking about, which I thought this was good. She talked about some, some basic mistakes uh, to, to be aware of when you're starting to read the Bible. And she said for the first mistake, she was looking for herself. So she viewed the Bible as a to-do list and all of this. Uh, mistake number two was that she was looking for steps that she needed to take to appease God um, and have like a perfect joy filled life. And then mistake number three was that just drawing conclusions about God before even reading the whole Bible, like having a bias or something like that, instead of waiting, like reading the whole thing. And because it is different if you take one book out of the context, as, as opposed to reading the whole thing in a congruative format, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it reads differently if you read the whole thing than if you take one section. Because really, you can twist anything to say anything uh -huh. if you take it out of context. And so, well, I uh, had a professor at Harding, and he said, always read, uh, always read above it and be below the verse you're wanting. So, what are you? What is? What is the context? What? Who are we talking to? Because in the Bible, sometimes they're talking to to the Jewish people. Sometimes they're talking to Gentiles. Uh, it, it, but, but, you know, and, and sometimes people say, well, that's kind of, kind of confusing. I, I don't understand all that, but here's a quote from Theodore Roosevelt. Do what you can with what you have, where you are. So Ooh, start so where good. you are. Start that's where so you good. are and move yes. forward. I love Teddy Roosevelt, of course, but I mean, I think he was a reader and his quote, like, uh, you become what you read, you become uh, what you read becomes part of who you are, is so true. Because if you read this, you do good, it makes you want to do good things and want to, uh, you, you're not, I'm not in competition with you. Mm -hmm. I'm in competition with myself. I want to be a better person than I was yesterday. And the yes. Bible going through it, you will see so much that you'll think, was that even there last time I read this? I mean, I don't remember that. And I think it is important to, if you can, read it in in a community. Like, it, I think it's helped a lot that we did do this together and we're able, like, we were kind of, we saw things differently sometimes. We'd be reading the exact same thing and get something totally different out of it. Oh, true. So, definitely. I, I mean, but, uh, when, and then we would be talking and you would come at it from a different angle, but your time in life, you're in your thirties, see, mm -hmm. and I am in my sixties. So that's a different, that's a lot of span there. And mm -hmm. I think that's good. It's good for me to hear what you think about it and then go back. It's good for it. me to hear what you think about it too. Yeah. 
and it's just, uh, it was, and I was thankful that I had this um, prayer journal. I had a student uh, last year, Cade Cowan, and he gave me that for Christmas, and I used the whole thing up. I mean, I loved it, but she does a beautiful job, Shannon Roberts, and she writes the scriptures, you know, uh, like, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Okay. Because it's in that chalk stuff. I just don't know. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Psalm 46, 5, which that spoke to me because that's when I have my Bible study at the break of day. I like to get up, have my coffee and because I have to go to work. But now Mm. you don't have to do that. So you probably do yours at a different time. Yeah, I do. I do it usually after the kids have gone to school. So and then your dad does his at night. So there's no wrong time, but no. forward progress, forward progress. It's that inch by inch idea too, is because yes. it seems, if you look at it, it seems overwhelming, but it's like, if you just start and you just, and you're not, and it's not a mer- it's not a race. You're not trying, there's no right or wrong. It's just the consistency and over time. And a year goes by so fast. And I'm just, I'm always surprised when you get to the end of the year and I'm like, I just read the whole Bible. Like, wow. Like six books. Yeah. It's just, but you just, but if you just take it, it's by inch, it's totally doable. And I love how she breaks it down because there's, and and she really, Tara Lee Cobble helps you be okay with not knowing everything too. Like there's a lot of things that we don't know and we'll probably never know. or probably never understand. And, but she kind of helps read, helps you foster that, idea of reading with an open hand like take what you can you know and and pray about it and everything like that but it, it, at some point you have to just trust that God is a good God and I love after everything she said he's where the joy is and I don't think I've ever read the Bible like that until Terry Lee Cobble like seeing like his goodness I've never read it looking for God's goodness it always, you know, because when you start the New Testament, if you just, or the Old Testament, you see a lot of things that are happening to people and everything. And you're just like, oh, he's just, he's mad. But when you read it in the different, the, the way that she breaks it down and everything, you're like, wow, like he's such a good God. And it really motivates you to want to know more when you're looking at it that way, instead of looking for yourself in the text, well, if that makes I, sense. I never looked at it like I always thought it was a story because I'm a story person and I see the the creation and everything. And I really some people don't want to read the Old Testament. And I get that because it's pretty thick and it can be pretty hairy. You get a lot of um, you get a, a lot of names and all that kind of stuff. But if you don't read the Old Testament, you don't have that story mm. and you need that story to see the creation and how that happened. And then um, the fall of course. Mm -hmm. And then all of these, uh, the the redemption. Yeah. Then it all points to restoration. Yes. You know, but I think if you read the Bible daily, this is my thing, uh, whether you use Tara Lee Cobble or not, I think if you read it, it will speak to you. I mean, I think the Bible, because, uh, so I was just going to say, I'm reading it this year and I didn't know that there were these lettuce, there's lettuce, 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 lettuce in Hebrews. So I was going to share, the, and I'm not talking about lettuce for salad, but I mean, it says in Hebrews 10, 
It said, let us consider how to stir up one another to love good works, not neglecting to meet together. And then in, in chapter 12, it said, let us run with endurance the race set before us. And then on in, on in that same chapter, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And those really spoke to me. And I will encourage everyone when you're writing and it doesn't, when you're reading, you need to have something to write in because mm -hmm. when a verse moves you like that, see, I have those written down and I go back because I love that the kingdom that cannot be shaken. So when you have a day that you are shaken, you can uh, go back to that. You know, it's just, I never, but then it kind of made me laugh because I was just saying, let us, let us, let us <laughs> look, look for patterns. Yes. And I think people prepare to be amazed. And, you know, I think that's a really good point that I, I, I feel like that's, there's a lot of different ways God speaks to us. I think sometimes he can speak to us through people and through different things, but scripture is definitely one of them. And I think when something sticks out at you, like that's really good to take note of it and to, to, to hold on to that, write it somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that's a, that's a way he's directly speaking to you. Cause, cause it doesn't, cause the same thing might not jump out at the person, but I felt, you know what I'm saying? For, it depends yeah. on the time and the person and your life. And it's, it's a living thing. It's really, it's not just a book. It's, it's very powerful. Well, it says to examine the scriptures daily. So I had a lesson with my uh, kids at school and with the ladies at church because we had a bloom class. And I talked about every day should be a spa day. And then everybody got a little block of wood, like a dice thing. And they put an S on one and a P on one and an A. And the S was for study, not just read. You don't, you don't want to just read it. You, you need to read and then ponder and, and really study it. And then the P was pray. And then the A was for act. Mm. And so you can have a spa day every day. <laughs> and, and I did that with the second Peter uh, one, it talks about supplementing our faith. And we talked about, um, and it says, if you don't do that, if you don't supplement your faith with virtue, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, uh, godliness, brotherly affection, and love, then you become ineffective and unfruitful. So basically, you know, it's a, it, the Bible can be just like any other book too. You can leave it on your shelf and never open it and it will not change your life. Mm -hmm. Or you can open it and then there, there the evolution begins in your life where you become the, you, you just keep getting, as my kids said, you, you do super improvers all the time when you, when you follow the Bible. Yeah, you get super improvers. That's, my sure. class, that's a good thing. In <laughs> fact, then we, cho we chose our word of the year after we had the uh, second Peter lesson. And I wanted to know your word for the year. Oh, put me on the spot. I, I'm not sure yet. So I, I know what I want it to be about. Um, it's kind of like the, the, I don't run from problems. I solve them. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but I just haven't had a word. What about undaunted? No, that doesn't, that doesn't hit me good. Okay. Well, uh, but. my word is holy W H O L L Y. And I asked my class, why do you think that what do you think that means? And they said, you are complete only with God. You want to give God everything. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, and I, and I went around and this is some of the ones I can remember from them. One little girl, her word was grit. And she that's said, um, I don't want to quit when things get hard. Mm. And then one of the girls had um, forgive. And I said, why did you choose that word? And she said, well, when people are mean to me, it's really hard for me to forgive. Mm. And so all of the words were really personal. Mm. That's good. And, and like one lady, she's uh, having some health issues. Her word was believe. And um, she said, I need to just believe that God is in control because it's really hard at this time. And you know how limbo is. And I love this one. Uh, my friend, um, Judy, her word was um, better. And she said, I just want to be better. Mm. And she said, I want to be a better grandma. I want to be a better Bible student. I want to be a better. I mean, she kept saying, and I said, I was wondering what word encompasses all this. And she said, I just saw the word better. Said, yeah, <laughs> that's that great. Is. Yeah. So they really had some, and Lynn's was aware. And she said, I just want to be aware. Oh, yeah, so totally. It went with a, a lesson I had heard how we tend to put blinders on and we're not aware. So just think about this. You can't encourage someone. You can't pick someone up. You can't get help from anybody if you're not aware. Sure. If you are not aware, then, you know, you are kind of going through life with uh, rose colored glasses on or blinders on. You know how that horses used to have the blinders Yes. What do you call those? I don't know what the technical name was, but anyway, I mean, we need to help each other because if it doesn't, if what you're doing doesn't uh, involve a person, you're, you got to, you need to rethink. If it's all about you, that's going to, if you're all wrapped up in yourself, as I said before, that's a really small package. So what would you say was your number one takeaway this time through the Bible? What's something that you really I know that's hard because it's, you know, but if you had to boil it down, what's one thing that would, you really took away this time through the text? Um, well, in, in course, it's hard to not go back to the beginning because, uh, you, you know, I ended at, in, in Revelation, but um, I'm thinking, I really, right now I'm rereading it and I'm, I'm in Job. So I'm trying to think my head. Um, well, one thing that surprised me, this surprised me in Proverbs 16, it says the Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. And I never noticed that before. Mm. So, and what does that tell me? Well, everything has a reason, a purpose, you know? So, uh, and there's another thing I, I did uh, like I, I would read a chapter and then I would pick out my favorite line and, and we do this in jail uh, ministry because uh, they love doing this too. You pick out your favorite line and then you pick out your favorite phrase and then you pick out your favorite word of that chapter. You told and me that, about that and I have yet to do that. I keep forgetting, but I love the idea of that. Oh, it is so much fun. And, and I ask them why they like it so much because the ladies in jail like that a lot better than my uh, students do. And um, they said they like hearing why everybody picked what they picked. Mm. They liked it. And I said, well, that's a good, you know, that's good. I, too. I feel like that is being vulnerable to a certain mm-hmm. extent because that really is showing who you are in a certain way. I, well, I, if, if I had to boil it down, 
I would say, and she says this all through the Bible, but I, I love it, but that God is where the joy is at. So if you're searching for joy, it's like, I, I definitely think that the, the whole Bible keeps pointing back to God. Like he is where the joy is at. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, like I said, some days, like there was Psalm 119, 37, I wrote, I write these down and I wrote, turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. Really, the problems that I have, I cause those. <laughs> I'm the reason I have problems instead of the blame game. You know, that doesn't, that's been it. You know, that the blame game started with Adam and Eve. As a parent, when your kids do what you, like they try really hard and maybe they do something hard, they do a hard thing. Well, that pleases you. Now that doesn't make you love the one that didn't do that hard thing less, but you still have a feeling like uh, that kid is becoming a better kid. He's getting to do a hard thing. And that's why I think God, like when he chose Gideon and he kept chopping away the people, he said, no, that's too many soldiers. That's too many. That's too many. And he ended up with 300. Mm-hmm. Well, Gideon went with 300 and he, I mean, he's like, man, we, we had 10,000. What happened? What happened? But you, and, and we have to rely uh, on if you're going to make a difference, you've got to be thinking, is this what God wants? I like that you connected it to parenthood and that, because I think sometimes we don't understand, like that's the relationship we have with God. Like it's, it's sonship or, you know, and so religion, if, if you do something wrong, religion says like, I messed up, my dad's going to kill me. Right. That's religion. And that's not beneficial. Sonship is saying I messed up. I need to call my dad. One focuses on, oh no, my dad's going to kill me. And the other is like, I really need to get closer to my dad. And so that's, I think that's the difference. And I think that's super important um, because we don't want to go on the religion side. We want, we're, we're on, we've been adopted. And so we want, we want to come boldly before the throne of God and can talk to him about anything. Um, But, and sometimes I think, we feel if we mess up, we feel like, ah, you know, he's, he's, he's so mad at me and everything. I can't talk to him. Like I'm, I got to hide just like, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden. They, right then they, they had been walking with God this whole time. And then it changed and they forgot their identity. They forgot who they were and that they could talk to God about anything. And then they were hiding from him. So, and that's, and you know, boom, you know, we have a huge, huge divide in the relationship. But I I just think that's important to remember that you, we are adopted into God's family and he is, he is Papa God and we can go and talk to him about anything. So. But I, you know, and I'm not comfortable with saying Papa God, I say father, heavenly father, and that's okay. You, you're different. And, and I will say, uh, it, no discipline is um, good, uh, is fun. But it, w- the, the kid that says my dad's going to kill me also knows their dad cares. And their dad is invested because, yeah, I, I had that kind of uh, upbringing, but I did know that they did care. Uh, but you're not going to, I agree, you know that they care, but you also 
it's you're not as close and you don't really know your dad's heart if you think he's gonna kill you like if you know what I'm saying like I I that would if my kids mess up and they think that they can't come to me like that really hurts I want them to know that they can come to me no matter what even though they'll still be disciplined if it's if there's a consequence that needs to happen but But, uh, you still want that relationship but research shows that it is better to be the person that says that than the, the parent that doesn't care. And they're not invested at all. And there's some of that out there. Apathy. The apathetic parent. Well, you know, whatever. Yeah, so that's, that's one end of the spectrum. And the other is like, you're going to be super strict. And I think we need to be somewhere in the middle where it's like, I do care and I'm here. And I'm glad you came to talk to me. You know, I love you mm-hmm. no matter what. But I think, what was your uh, favorite um, takeaway this time? Do you have a favorite verse or did you write something down? That I've, I, my favorite thing was that just the, where God, that God is where the joy is. And like that, so that's, well, that was my big takeaway. I think I talked about that earlier, but my, some of my favorite quotes, it's hard to pick just one. Um, but I, I liked Jeremiah 29, seven, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare, you will find your welfare. And I thought that was good. And I think that encompasses a lot of ideas. You know, one the, the fact that you're, there's going to be trouble, you know, we're not, we're not, um, just because you're a Christian or, or Jesus follower, you're not going to be um, immune from trouble. So there's going to be trouble. These people are exiled. But at the same time, it's like kind of bloom where you're planted mentality. What, what's in your hand right now? What can you do in, in your situation? There's something you can do in faith in your situation and that will be blessed. And so I, I liked that. And I also liked Second um, Timothy 1, seven, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I think, you know, that's very, that's one that gets used a lot, but I'm like, I still really love that. And I think it's good to remember that with God, all things are possible. And, and that, that fear if you're having fear in a certain area, then you're missing faith in that area. And so that's just a, that's a red flag and something to work on, I guess. And then, um, my other one was, uh, first Peter two seventeen. honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God and honor the emperor. And I'm like, Oh, that's so good. And I, I kind of thought that went with, um, the, un, the unoffendable because, you know, really when we get upset and offended, then you're really not thinking about honoring that person. So if you come at it, like wanting to honor everyone, uh, that gives you a different mindset. And it's kind of like the unoffendable. You're going into a situation where, you know, I'm not going to be offended today. And, um, and especially when you don't have, you don't have the president you want, you don't have the governor you want, you don't have the mayor you want, but you can still honor them. Honor who's ever in leadership um, pray who for who's ever in leadership and um and yeah I, so i thought that's important especially in this time of our society right now where there's so much anger and so much um division you know yeah one of my great this uh, this one i i loved was uh second corinthians 5 verse 6 we are always of good courage we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. 
Yes, we are of good courage and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. So, you know, it's January and people are writing resolutions or something. But if you just make it your aim to please him, the best way to please him is to get that direction. It's like if I was going to go to Minneapolis, which I've never been there, I'm going to, let's say before GPS, I would get a roadmap. And I would look on that roadmap and I would see, you know, that was the fun things that people don't do anymore was when you were going on a vacation, you got a roadmap and you kind of plotted out your uh, trip and it was kind of cool. And um, the Bible is your roadmap. And so that's where you, how you navigate the dangers of this world, you know, and uh, that's, and you got to open it to, to have access to the roadmap. And, you know, another thing that's cool, too, um, about the uh, the on the app that I did like, too, that I, I forgot to mention was that they on each on each new book of the Bible that you go through, there's a little video that kind of gives an overview and it's done by the Bible Project and they do a fabulous job. It's kind of this animated um, drawn. It's really cool how they do it. And I feel like it usually, you know, they usually give you like who the author is if they know who um, the time period and kind of some background cultural things, because it's really important to look at the Bible in the context it was written to. Cause a lot of times these are letters written to specific churches. These are things for specific people and to get, you really need to understand some of that to get the full picture. And so I like that they do an overview of each Bible or each book in the Bible before, before you read it. So you kind of have an idea and it just gives you this full picture. And so I thought that was really helpful too in reading the Bible and seeing seeing the whole thing. And it's it's really amazing how in these people the Bible project do a good job of breaking down like how specific certain th- like how books are done in a certain order and like the like poetry. Some some of them are written in poetry, some of them are written and, and these different literary styles and they break that down too. And I'm like, wow, I never even noticed that before, but sometimes these literary styles are there for a reason to bring out a specific point or point to a specific theme. But the way that each book is tied together is it's impossible for a person to have done that one person or, you know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. this is something that was definitely divine divinely orchestrated and put together but it's just when you read it as a whole you see this this whole like you said the map of everything it's like it it is but if and if we just take one piece of that you can't get the full picture you can't see you know where on the map where you want to go so i think it's really well done how um it's tied together like all these books from different years You know how I like similes. So here are some from the Bible. Uh, Smooth as butter. Uh, And then uh, then this one. And I wrote down uh, similes. And then I also wrote down uh, sayings that you didn't know came from the Bible, maybe. Uh, Clear out the old, make way for the new. That sounds like 2022. Yes. I took my life in my own hands. I've heard that. And... um, like a drop in a bucket out of the mouths of babes or infants 
hanging on his words. Man, I thought that was Shakespeare. I really did. (laughs) You are bone and my flesh. And for we brought nothing into this world and can take nothing out. Uh, Ezekiel, I know that was a book that you and I had a little struggle getting through. That was like the Mount Everest book. Uh, Mm -hmm. But in there, it says like mother, like daughter. Well, I mean, I just thought, yeah. And I uh, see him eye to eye. Well, I, I, that sounds like Shakespeare too. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, but Shakespeare was a biblical man and he read the Bible. So I think we got it all backwards. Oh, A lot of his stuff he got, you know, I mean, like Lincoln gets credit for a lot of quotes, but they came out of the Bible. Yeah. Lincoln gets credited for the one about division, a house divided against itself won't stand, but that was in the Bible. Yeah. And then most people are about as happy as they make up their mind to be. That's from the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, but everybody, you know, oh, and David at one time, he said, share and share alike to his men. And I said, I've heard that my whole life, you know, but anyway, that was fun for me. I was just kind of writing down some and I thought, oh, that's cool. That's a great idea. I'm glad that you did that. And I'm glad that you shared that. So I didn't even, I wouldn't have thought to done that. <laughs> So well, I did, I I did tell Sibley. you today, I came across a word, which it's in a different version. So I, I read the, a, the ESV last year. I'm reading the New Living Translation this year. And in Job, one of the things, one of the words was windbag. So, but I thought that was funny. Well, and you know, if you, um, I read that one a couple years ago, and I don't know what happened to the Bible that, uh, it was one of those bargain Bibles that I pick up picked up and it was the NLT but no margins at all Mm. I didn't even open it up I just kind of looked at it but then I couldn't make any you know how I like to jot stuff down and everything that was hard to read (laughs) I was like I can't even I can't even hardly underline because it it was had a tiny font and everything and and I love the journal bible where I can write some uh connection because one time I was at your house and I was reading the part where uh, Peter had been told by Jesus that he was going to deny him three times before the, before the rooster crowed. And I promise I was reading that and your rooster crowed. And yes. so I wrote, I wrote that out in the margin. And so every time I read that, it makes me smile. So I was just like, yeah, I, I in it, there's so many things that you can relate to. Like you might be reading, not in Texas, but some people might be reading where uh, in the 40 days of rain and the flood, it might be raining. Not mm-hmm. here, but <laughs> someplace it might be. Well, and I think to to really um, connect more with the text too, like you're saying, I think Tara Lee Cobble, she does lead trips to Israel, which would be really fun to go on at some point. I don't know. I have friends that I think are going in a couple of years um, on a trip with her to Israel. And that's really cool. And she, she pulls in a lot of things and she breaks a lot of, uh, myths, or I guess I would say misconceptions. Like one of them, I guess the biggest one, the biggest misconception that was changed for me was the fact that Jesus was a carpenter. And she said in the original text, it says builder. And when the um, King James version or was being translated, um, they said in, in England or whatever, it's, builders were carpenters and so they put carpenter but where jesus was at it was all rocks and so a builder was like a mason and so really she was saying he was probably more of a like a masonry type person than a carpenter and i thought that was i I love those little tidbits of 
uh, history or, you know, where it's, where she's actually been there and like seen the lay of the land and stuff like that. And it makes sense because he makes a lot of reference to stone and like, you know, cornerstone and all that. And it makes sense if that was his vocation, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, um, and I was thinking that when I was teaching at Matthew and Luke, I did some extra research and they're saying that the word in, when they were looking for an in, that was mistranslated, uh, which was probably somebody's house, a family member's house. And it was a cave mm. where it was, I mean, it, they didn't, there was no room in the house is what that meant. Not in an inn, but nobody of their family had room in the house. So they put them up in a cave which would have been, you know, and the, it said the manger would have been uh, stone. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So stone was all around them. So I, I just, uh, yeah. And you know, the more when you, when you just keep reading and you uh, like in this one, it says, and no wonder for even, even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So when Jesus was tempted, how did he combat that temptation? With scripture, right? Mm -hmm. Well, but then Satan had scripture. Mm -hmm. So like you have to, it's like a teacher. I have to know it more than they know it. So when they mess up, it doesn't confuse me. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> point. They can, yeah, they can really confuse you sometimes. But, uh, you know, I think we've got to spend time in here because it's going to come and it's going to be like distorted. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, what's that quote that says, to to get a big ship off course, you only have to turn the rudder just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I, I think the enemy's not looking for a 360. They're looking for beep, a little, yeah. you just got to mm -hmm. move your rudder just a little bit. So that's a good point. And I think we better say that's a wrap. Yes. You can talk and talk and talk. <laughs> I was about to say. And so we highly recommend it if you haven't done it. And you can start at any time. Um, they, they have a New Testament version or they have the whole Bible version. And I think it, it will change your life. So we hope that you Definitely. can dive in and check that Thank out. You. Thank you so much for stopping by. We really appreciate it. See you on the next one.